Blog Talk Radio. Soft and low, the music moans. I can't stop thinking about you. Thinking about you. Every new show, I'm going to play a different piece of music until I get some actual permanent music for my show. <laughs> Welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Jim Ventura. If it's your first time tuning into the show, let me give you a little quick synopsis of who I am, what we do here on Snake Oil Radio. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I'm a professional uh, navigational consultant. My expertise is in astrology and numerology and tarot and a number of other different types of oracles. Uh, I've been doing personal sessions for people here in my home office in Phoenix as well as by phone for almost 20 years now. Uh, if you want any information about personal sessions, go to the website uh, jimventura.com. Pretty easy to catch, and uh, you get some information about that, and also catch a very, very good special that I'm running until the end of August for new clients uh, of $25 off an introductory uh, 45-minute to 90-minute session. So that's one of my uh, best deals I've probably ever put out. So grab that if you're interested. I'm also obviously a radio show host and a published author of two books. I've got a couple more in the works, and uh, this is my... A radio show which also corresponds to my monthly column. I have a newsletter that goes out to about a thousand people at this point called Snake Oil. If you're not already getting the column, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com and I'll add you to the monthly mailing list. Um, and your your emails will never be shared with anybody. The column is blind copied out, so you can read the column uh, directly at the beginning of each month when I do it. So this is our beginning of the month show. I've got a couple different themes and formats for each show. Uh, usually the first show of the month I do a live column read for the current column, talk a bit about that, and um, and in most shows I will uh, inevitably take callers. Uh, today's show will probably have about 10 or 15 minutes toward the end of the show to take any live callers. I'll tell you guys a little bit more about that because I want to uh, focus a bit on the uh, column and get into a little more detail about the uh, the subject matter and our theme today. So that's our priority. Um, most months I also do an interview show that I'll be doing next week, and then we also have our astrology show, uh, usually toward the end of the month, which is a current update on uh, astrology and an opportunity for take more callers for a little mini readings, which I know a lot of you guys love when you catch a show live, and I love doing them. Uh, but usually it's only a 45-minute show, so some of these shows it's hard to get too many calls in. Um, always, again, if you're looking for the mini-readings, your best bet is often the astrology shows because I, I take a little more time to do phone um, minis uh, for those shows. Anyway, so uh, this today's our live column read, so I'm going to dive right in, read to you the current snake oil, and then I want to talk a bit about this, and uh, we'll... Uh, uh, again, we'll be able to take probably a few callers toward the end of the show, but uh, hold off on calls for now until I give you guys a thumbs up on uh, call-ins. Uh, okay, so anyway, 
This month's column actually was one I wrote back in 2009, I believe. Yep, July of 2009, which is amazing how long ago that was already. You know, it's just it's just trippy how time is flying by here. I, I, I decided to run a rerun column, and uh, I was just blown away at how long ago I actually wrote this. Uh, anyway, I've actually been doing the column since 2003, so uh, I've got about 80, 85 columns already over the years. Uh, so let me read this column. We'll talk a bit about it. This month's snake oil is called Pig Ignorance. Okay, so every time I saw him at the gym, he showed an obvious interest in getting into a conversation with me. He often worked out or played basketball around the same time I worked out. He was, in his early 20s, ridiculously good-looking, with a sculptured body and a pretty boy kind of guy that made me immediately think he was probably a jerk. Even though I thought this, I noticed that he seemed to be friendly with everyone he interacted with, so I had no real reason to think he was arrogant. He reminded me of the genetically blessed types of guys and girls that I remember from high school, the popular people, the cheerleaders, the jocks, and terminally attractive types who were usually shallow and for whom most things in life came easily. I resented the beautiful popular ones because I was not one of these types of people in high school. Even though I'm in my 40s now, I still remember the sting of being snubbed by these types because I was a quiet, shy high school student and tried my best to remain invisible. This young man brought that part of me to the surface, and I found myself avoiding making eye contact with him and ignoring his clear signals to chat with me. I saw him a number of times at the gym before he finally just walked up to me and aggressively introduced himself. He had a firm handshake, great smile, and nearly flawless features. Dirk told me that he recently graduated from college and was looking for work. He was bummed out that it was so difficult to find a job in the current market in his particular field. At one level, I was right about Dirk. He was an ex-football player and a quarterback in high school. He was clearly a popular guy when he told me that he was helping his handicapped older brother and also working part-time setting up big inflatable balloons for children at kids' parties until he found work in his field. I had to immediately rethink my position. The more I listened to him, I began to find myself being impressed by this sharp, hard-working young man. He was down-to-earth, smart, nice, and clearly a genuinely cool person. It would be difficult for anyone not to like Dirk, and I found myself feeling a little ashamed of putting him in the category that turned out to be so inaccurate. In the Druid tradition, one of the ways they perceive all of the sacred animals here on Earth is that they represent elements of human characteristics. Sow, or pigs, represent abundance, generosity, and discovery. If a person's sow energy is out of balance, then it can represent greed or pig ignorance. This negative human tendency often comes into play when we judge others only on outer beauty alone. It can also apply when we resent someone for having something we may wish we had. It represents prejudiced perceptions we often have toward any person or group of people. When we shut off the excitement of discovering the beauty of every individual, we close off our lives and limit our perceptions. It is common for people to prejudge and to put people into categories. This often starts when we follow the beliefs about others from parental influences, 
siblings and other family members or friends that we grow up with that teach us how certain people really are. More often than not, this is something we decide without actually finding out who and what people are as individuals. Other influences that tend to create this are when we have a bad experience with someone who belongs to one of these groups or categories. The experience contributes to our putting people into tiny boxes. These beliefs and opinions often stay with us into adulthood. We hold tightly to these beliefs and may resist releasing these judgments, even if we are presented with new information that is contrary. Most of us have some pig ignorance inside of us. My encounter with Dirk made me realize that even though I thought I had let go of judgment, I still had a pocket or two of this prejudice energy inside of me. The funny thing about my placing Dirk into the pretty popular shallow people category is that on a number of occasions people put me in the very same category. <laughs> there have been times when I've experienced people talking to me and telling me that they, they were surprised to find out that I was smart, friendly, and not nearly as arrogant as I thought I would be on first impression. Most of the times this has happened have been in bars, especially among gay men who put me in the arrogant, dumb, attractive, dumb muscle guy category. The strangest part of these prejudgments about me is that they're extremely inaccurate. I once remember standing in a bar with a friend of mine who was 20 years older than me and somewhat out of shape. I was handed a flyer to attend a late-night party by some good-looking guy I didn't even know. He did not invite or hand my friend an invitation. He was only handing the flyers to the people he thought were attractive in the bar. Of course, I threw the flyer away because I would never attend a party hosted by someone who was that rude and shallow. The whole idea of it kind of sickened me. But the sad part is I could see the pain on my buddy's face, even though he pretended it didn't bother him. I could only feel empathy for him, since there have been times when I was treated the very same way. Let's face it. Almost everyone has been guilty of ju judging others by outer appearances at one time or another. Pig ignorance is a common practice. We prejudge people with different nationalities, sexual orientations, body differences, classes of wealth, religions, and a host of other elements. I've been guilty of this myself, especially when I was younger. And I recently did it with a new potential friend at the gym. This made me start to think about all the people in my past that I had perceived as obnoxious, pretty popular people, whom I had either ignored or shut myself off from getting to know. I may have gotten some of this from my mother. She was sometimes harsh about judging others. Still, no matter where this attribute came from, it is now time to let go of these false assumptions. I'm an adult, and I'm not a victim of past programming unless I choose to be. My guess is that some of the people in the past that I labeled too popular never tried to talk to me because I was shutting them out and never gave them a chance. I now know that many of the times in the past when I felt snubbed, I was actually doing the snubbing. The pig, in its more positive sense, represents experiencing everything in life from a sense of wonder, discovery, and taking delight in approaching new people and experiences as exciting opportunities. Like the wise sow, we can learn to dive into all of the abundance that life has to offer. When we begin to relish the many diverse, unique individuals that we can meet and learn from, we get to be generous, and that generosity will make people more generous with us as well. 
When we let go of pig ignorance, we stop prejudging and negatively categorizing everyone and placing them into neat little inaccurate stereotypical boxes. Then we can actually take some time to open up to new ways of perceiving the world around us. Like the wise pig, we can actually enjoy the feast of life and celebrate everything it has to offer. Okay, so that was my uh, column for July, and again, something I originally wrote back in uh, 2009. So that's the beauty. This summer, I've been actually running a lot of rerun columns. Uh, you know, beauty of that is most of my my people getting my my monthly column or, or listening to my radio shows, you know, never heard the column anyway. So it's not like for them, it's still new. So that's kind of the good news of having been doing this for a while. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about this subject in a little bit more detail uh, and some other insights that have come from it. Um, I'm going to talk for about 15, 20 minutes on this subject, and then uh, I'm going to then I'll open up the phone line. So if you wanted to call in, um, you know, it's going to be about 15 minutes or so before I take uh, a couple of calls today. So you must be patient if you're wanting to call in. Uh, and hang with me on this for a little bit, but we'll again about 15, 20 minutes. We'll take the, some calls and probably be able to get two or three people in uh, and pull an animal card totem for you today, which I think is what we're going to do a little bit later on. So, yeah, I wrote this column. You know, I have to laugh because I've got, again, about a 1,000 people getting my column. And, you know, every couple of months someone will ask to be removed from my mailing list. You know, I never really analyze why they're necessarily asking to be removed. You know, some people... You know, my style of writing is not really for them. They get it. Maybe they don't like that style of writing. Um, maybe they just get too many things and they just never really get to it. You know, people have different reasons for why they ask to be removed. But, you know, i got to also recognize often people will get offended sometimes by a column or something that I said, and then they'll ask to be removed for that reason, too. Again, which I never take personally. Uh, you know, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, I have my perspective on things, whether people agree with me or not, is entirely up to them. But I had two people asked to be removed from my column this month, which kind of made me laugh a little. Again, not to analyze where it came from, but I thought, if it's possible that you read this piece and it offended you, got you uncomfortable, <laughs> goodbye. You know, I mean, I think that it's kind of a funny thing to not own that we are sometimes judgmental. People, human beings, no matter how spiritually evolved we are, we do this. Uh, you know, I, I hopefully for everyone, you know, certainly my listeners, a lot of my subscribers typically are, are people that are somewhat spiritual, very spiritual beings. So, you know, it's always an evolution, guys. You're always kind of weeding out the negative as we go. Where you know, we're not a finished product. We're always working toward becoming, you know, more harmonious and growing and evolving. So be patient with yourself and kind if you've gotten caught in this trap, as I had done some years ago. So uh, pretty pretty natural to for us to do this. You know, I always work on this part of myself. I always, you know what I do, and I, I think a lot of you guys might appreciate this. Um, I recently had a couple of my sisters, and I love them to death, but they were making some judgments about me about some decisions that I had made, and uh, pretty obnoxious, actually. But uh, I, I, I get where they come from, but I, I don't agree with them at all, telling me what I should or should not be doing and where my priorities should be. And uh, I had a laugh because I kept thinking when they were kind of doing their little judgmental sister stuff that they were uh, – I kept thinking of Harriet Olson from Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> and he was old enough to remember Harriet Olson was like this very judgmental uh, you know, shopkeeper. Her daughter was Nellie Olson. So 
I do this thing that I learned a long time ago that I call cartooning, where if someone upsets me, I rather than get really upset with them, I kind of almost put them in a mental category of a certain person or a thing in a way that just makes it humorous. So, you know, I, that's how I see my sisters. Then then my nickname internally for them is my Harriet Olsen one and Harriet Olsen two. And you know, even the character on the show is as judgmental as she was. She had her kind side, as all human beings do. <laughs> so you you got to just kind of laugh at it. But I definitely was getting bombarded recently by quite a bit of judgment. So uh, you know, not a big fan of that. Uh, but uh, you know, again, sometimes I do it myself. So uh, uh, welcome to the show, Lachey, and a couple other guests that have popped in. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, good to see you again, Lachey M., as well. I know you've been here before. Uh, so uh, we're talking today a little bit about pig ignorance, which kind of brings up another interesting thing, which, of course, is a, a druid animal cards and totems. So when, you know, when I wrote this piece, I was thinking about the energy behind the sow or the pig, and, uh, it, you know, it's very cool. I have this great deck of animal cards that I use when I do readings for people sometimes where I pull animal totems for them. And it's really interesting because it often answers questions for us in a different kind of a way. You know, like the tarot, uh, as an example, is often very detailed in its approach. But sometimes animal totems can even give you more insight into things. I had a client, uh, and I did a reading for a client at a party uh, recently, and we had pulled some animal totems for her, and I had one of the couple of the cards in the deck are blank. And when I get a blank card, it usually means that there's an animal that isn't part of the Druid tradition that may be surfacing in someone's life, meaning they've seen the animal, you know, they're thinking about it, they've got an affinity for it, or you know, popped into their life. And I had said that to her. I said, you know, the blank one of the cards is blank, which means is there an animal that has been surfacing in your life? She said, well, it's not so much an animal. She said, but I've been seeing um, uh, grasshoppers, locusts, grasshoppers, a lot. I said, interesting. So she said, what does it mean? I said, I'm not completely sure about that animal, uh, but I suggest we'll, we'll go online and we'll do some research and I'll send you the info. So she was about to take a leap and, and, and really take a big risk with a different type of a job and a change in her career. She was very excited about it, a little nervous but she was getting ready to kind of, you know, leap into a, you know, a, a completely different career. So, of course, we looked up the totem energy of a locust and a grasshopper, and it was all about leaping forward in life and not looking back and taking risk and jumping into abundance. And it was considered a lucky symbol in Asian cultures and other cultures. And, you know, I sent her that email information after the session. She was like, oh, my God, that's just amazing. And I said, that's what's so cool about it. When you really begin to understand animal totems, they really are very eye-opening in a way. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's animals in, in Indian traditions that are used and in other cultures. I learned the Druid animal totems and have a particular affinity for those. But believe me, guys, you know, all animals have some type of deeper meaning. You know, most of the most common you know, the ones that most of us think of, of course, are like dogs and cats. In a Druid tradition, those, of course, are represented. You know, dogs represent loyalty, of course. So dog people often have uh, a real disposition toward being very loyal to things and the people that they care about. Great characteristic to have. Of course, everything has its negative side, too. Uh, and the dog energy reversed 
that's how we perceive it in the cards. But uh, or if dog energy is out of balance, it can often bring up someone that has a problem with loyalty, meaning they have issues with being able to commit. Or the opposite, almost being too commitment-oriented, sort of like a beaten dog that's abused by its master, not knowing when to say, screw this, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I'm not going to keep being loyal to someone that's abusive or mean to me. Interesting. Cats have to do with intimacy and sensuality and, and kind of confidence. You know, cat people uh, can often have a sort of a, I call it a healthy arrogance. Expression in the Druid culture where they say a cat may look at a king. And that just means a cat can sit in a room with the king and not feel awe, because the cat feels just as cool as the king and just as worthy. <laughs> so anyone who has cats know that about cats to some extent, too. You know, they'll rub up against you, they'll be very affectionate, then they'll go off and lick themselves, and they don't give a crap about you for now. They're just doing their own thing. That's why some people don't like cats for that reason. Interestingly, if cat energy is out of balance in you, or you've got a fear of cats or a discomfort with cats, a lot of times, believe it or not, it has to do with a discomfort with intimacy and feeling worthy of it in that sense. Uh, or, you know, or issues relating to, you know, how you feel about yourself and your own level of confidence. So this is why these are really cool cards to work with. You know, I tied this story in, this pig ignorance story that I just read to all of you guys, um, connected with my experience at the gym. Because, you know, that was such a funny part of my life. When, when I was younger, I, people were sort of amazed when they talk to me now because I'm such a big mouth and I'm clearly not exactly shy. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, when I was in high school, I really actually was. I was very, um, you know, I was very quiet. I was, I was very withdrawn in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I didn't. I had a couple of friends, but I didn't talk to that many people. I mean, I was actually very social outside of school. I had some friends on the block, and so I was kind of popular at one level, but yet in school I was very, very shy. So I do. I remember that. I just hated the jocks and the cheerleaders and all those people. I just, you know, I just couldn't stand them. Well, nothing to do with those people. And uh, you know, I look back on that, and it's it's kind of interesting because it's kind of sad that I kind of shut those people out because that's really what opened up for me when I had written this piece in 2009 when I had talked to this kid at my gym, and he was maybe 23 or so. And uh, I'm chatting with him, and he's just such a nice guy, like such a good person. And, uh, and just he was just extremely good-looking. And I just made a lot of assumptions about that based on past programming. And like I wrote in the piece, you know, that's the funny thing that I encounter now. I have always been a... Uh, I, you know, I've, I've, for much of my life, I've taken care of my body. I work out. I'm kind of a groomer. I'm, I, you know, I like to, I like to maintain my, my healthy sense of pretty <laughs> to take care of myself. I enjoy it actually, you know, trimming my beard and you know, staying in shape and and, and dressing reasonably well. well. Sometimes I don't feel like dressing well. And uh, I, it's very funny. I, I, I run across the same type of thing where people are just like, oh, he's a kind of a reasonably good-looking guy. He's probably shallow he's probably all of those things and uh, it just makes me laugh because again it's the same thing that i did to other people and what i had talked about in the piece was really interesting when i was in that bar and and i was you know this guy's handing out you know special invites to a party to only the pretty people and here's my kind of fat out of shape friend that he standing right next to me and ignores him and i just thought ah you know like it's amazing how prejudice can exist even within, you know, a cultural, stereotypical norm as well, too. 
Uh, I think it just exists in us at some level. And, and, and hopefully, you know, if you're willing to kind of take that spiritual challenge and be able to look at that in yourself, you could begin to really get rid of any limiting, blocking beliefs that you have about people and things that you decided because, you know, in some cases it's true, but really in a lot of cases it just simply isn't. People are individuals, and, uh, you know, and I, I always think that, if you're really diving into your sow or pig energy, so to speak, um, my joke is that's you know if you're not a vegetarian, all meat eaters understand the deliciousness of bacon and and ham and things that come from a pig. I know a, a vegetarian and vegan heads are exploding even as I'm saying it. I'm actually not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I am really mellow with how much my meat trail is. I don't eat a lot of meat, and if I do, it's free-range or organic meat in the first place, but I, I tried being a vegetarian. It made me um, almost like ungrounded in a way. I got even more, it opened up my um, sixth and seventh chakras even more when I was a vegetarian and tried to do it, and that's the funny part. I don't really know if that's good for me. They're already open. You know what I mean? It made me like feel like I was not grounded. I have tremendous respect for vegetarians, by the way. I think it's awesome if you're able to do it. But uh, but uh, so there's that whole energy again. We're talking about with the pig, and again, it does. It represents that that ability. You know, pigs are funny animals because they can they'll roll around in mud and and crap and not even think twice about it. They can eat just about anything with very little to no negative effects. And uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it, it kind of shows something in them about their ability to, to feast on life and to understand, you know, that sense of abundance. So when we look at that part of ourselves, if we want to heal our pig ignorance, our opportunity is to say, you know, even if I've been taught something is wrong or bad, what if I was able to just kind of check it out in a way and, and sort of keep my eyes open. You know, uh, some years ago I had run across um, a number of people who were actually um, like escorts or even prostitutes uh, in that sense. It, you know, just that I had met in different places. That I have a lot of different types of clients that come to me. I, don't, I don't, certainly don't judge my clients for wherever they are. And I've had people that have done that type of thing and talked with them. It's very interesting, again, because a lot of times assumptions that you make aren't even necessarily valid uh, in terms of what you were taught and our perceptions of good and bad and right or wrong. So I think the key is it's really an issue of learning how to – I mean, there's a big difference between discernment and judgment. We can be discerning on what type of people we have in our life and what we have around us. And I think that's very legitimate. Um, but by the same token, I think the trick and the key is to not slip into judgment. Just because it doesn't fit for us or it's not our thing doesn't mean we have to make it wrong. You know, we, we never know what, what, what it's like walking in someone's shoes. You know, until you do so, you know, how can you really, really necessarily judge what someone has gone through? So I think that this is a really a, a very healthy aspect of of spiritual awakening, and uh, I, I definitely absolutely recommend that that you you know you keep your pig energy open, so to speak, in the way that that sounds, because it really does. You just you know you meet some really amazing people when you're open to talking to people that are somewhat different from you and have a different uh, perspective on life. It, it really does kind of open us up. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about this subject, but um, I'm noticing a couple of callers, so I think I'm going to start to take a couple of calls. Um, my focus today is going to be on pulling an animal totem for each of my callers, and that, in its own way, will hopefully answer some questions for them. Um, the call-in number here for the show is 646-200-3966. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes or so, so I should be able to get two or three calls in. Uh, you might need to dial a one before that one, 646-200-3966 is the call-in number for the show. If you're not able to get in today with phone calls, um, you can uh, call in uh, next week's show or the, the show after that uh, in two weeks on my astrology show, and I'll be, I'll be opening the phone lines a lot sooner than I did today. Well, this 45-minute shows go really, really fast. Okay. Also, and if you're not able to get another thing, is absolutely go to my website, jimventer.com. You can set up a you know personal session by phone if you're obviously not in Phoenix. I record the sessions in audio cassette, and if you're a new client, I've got a promotion until the end of August of $25 off 45-minute uh, or longer sessions. So that's about one of the best deals I'm going to be doing for a while, guys. So uh, if you're interested, absolutely uh, check that out. And we'll see if we can get you in in the next uh, week or two. Okay. I'll take my first caller here. 937, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. What's your name? Sandy. Sandy. Have you called him before, Sandy? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, did you have uh, uh, did you have a specific question you want to ask about? I'm kind of doing little mini animal totem pulls today, which is funny because it often does kind of answer the question a lot of times, or at least give you some insight into that. But uh, is it something specific you want to kind of ask about? Um, about love. Love coming in, okay. or it coming that's in? That's good. See, that's that's a good way of phrasing it. A lot of times, I I ask clients to do that too. They, I just say, just what's your subject? Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's money, it's career, it's family. Love is certainly a popular one uh, mm -hmm. for people to obviously to ask about. But I think sometimes, um, uh, oh, that's really interesting. Okay. So, and and if you're not able to get in uh, today, it's like Sandy's getting in. I should be able to get one or two of the calls in. Um, listen to the answers that I give to some of the callers, because a lot of times you guys share more than you know. I, pe people going through similar stuff often call in. I notice this when I do parties as well, too. Like People have a lot of the same issues and themes. So anyway, so Sandy's asking about love matters. So everybody open your intuitive ears on this. So I pulled a power animal for you, Sandy, and it actually comes up a fox. So let me tell you a little bit about the fox in the Druid tradition. I think it will give you some insight into things. So fox in the Druid tradition means cunning, diplomacy, and wildness. So in this case, the way the card came up is reversed. Now, reverse doesn't mean that it's bad. It means somehow, like, you need to kind of readjust your fox energy, so to speak. This card has really very interesting significance for women, by the way. Let me read to you a quick passage on the fox. And I'll tell you a little bit about some impressions that I'm getting for you, okay? Okay. Okay. So it says the card shows a fox starting to walk across a frozen lake. In Scotland, there's a folk saying that says, when the feast of Brighid is past, the fox won't trust his tail to the ice. As far away as Thrust, country folk would only cross ice if a fox had done so first. Jordan Reverse's card may be warning you to be careful not to use your cleverness dishonestly. The knowing or kenning of the fox can easily become cunning 
which can turn into conning. The reverse card may also mean that you are coming into contact with that part of you which feels a victim. In the past, the fox was hunted for its beautiful fur, but the hunt was considered sacred. From the moment weapons were forged, the hunt was dedicated to the goddess, and her permission was sought before the hunter would dare take the life of any animal. More recently, the fox has become a symbol of the innocence and beauty of the natural world being destroyed by man's cruelty. If you're feeling at the mercy of circumstances or being unfairly or cruelly treated, take a lesson from the fox and lie low for a while. Concern yourself with family and home and develop your skills of mediation and diplomacy. Most of the animal names contemptuously used come from a patriarchal culture and hence are applied to women. Example, bitch, cat, cow, shrew. But the insult of vixen includes an erotic connotation. Accusing a woman of being a vixen suggests she is cunning and ill-tempered, but also sexy. The term foxy lady conveys this idea, but in a more positive light. Having chosen this card reversed, it may, may be that you need to discover how you can show the wild and erotic side of your character. The wild men are wild women in you in a most creative way. Okay. Very cool card. I love the discussion about the patriarchal culture idea because it's so completely true. I think there's a a lot more negative names for women than there are necessary for men. Any of you ever noticed that? Oh, uh, yes. Of course, absolutely. such a patriarchal thing. I even always say that, too, about women. Like when women are, are, when women are getting in shape or how they dress, like a lot of times people say they're doing it for a man. I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. A lot of times it's almost a competition between women. And that mm-hmm. sense to allow your beauty to shine, and then there's often there's a lot of judgment around that. So what the fox kind of means is, you know, you're, you're you're needing to look at a couple of different things here. One, whether there's an area in your life in your past where you might have had difficulty with love or don't feel necessarily safe with it because of hurt, that may be still kind of damming up the work, so to speak. Um, the other side of it, of course is to really, really get in touch with the part of you that remembers the idea of playfulness, meaning, you know, getting that fox energy out in a kind of a playful, sexy kind of a way and getting okay with doing that. You know, a lot of times what I find with people in relationship is they're often sort of trying to find love. And I always sort of say, don't try to find love, let love find you. And the way we do that is by getting okay with allowing yourself to take risk and and enjoying the fun of flirting and play. And again, not necessarily focus on the idea of a husband as much as the idea of opening up to intimacy. And then, you know, that'll take its natural course if it's meant to be. Um, Are you in a relationship now or are you single? I'm single. Yeah. So So, it's been a while since you've been in that world. The flirting and the, you know, the, the flirting, the having fun. And all right. that stuff has all been going on. Good. So, you know, that hit me. And then I think this weekend, uh, all the friends that I run around with, which is a couple single guys, one of them that I'm interested in, right. uh, he's coming to the wedding, too. And I think that's going to be uh, the opening up side of me. He's going yeah. to be a different side of me. I, you know that's I, you know that's I kind of feel that too. It's very interesting because I keep kind of getting just at an intuitive level that there's mm-hmm. a couple of doors that are getting ready to open for you, and it's actually very interesting because I I I feel you're actually in kind of what you're going to see as a relationship as soon as October of this year, like it's coming up. 
So I feel like there's something kind of shifting around with that, and I'm going to encourage you, yeah, you know, get your flirt on, but a lot of it is also kind of the willingness to show, like in this case with this guy, that you're a lot more than that. That mm-hmm. I mean, I just think a lot of it is about being who you really are and, and flirting, but also being open to the idea of, you know, letting someone in. And I like this connection. Um, I think that I think you're picking that up. Something's about to kind of come out of this, and I definitely think it's getting ready to propel you forward. But I got to tell you, I keep getting very strong signals about October, like that you're kind of in something. So this is getting ready to happen. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's, no. what, that's what I was sort of thinking. I mean, not the October or anything, but I just think of this weekend and, you know, him seeing me around the family and around my daughter and the grandkids and everything. Yeah. I think that's going to open a whole different side of me that he doesn't know. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's the case. And that's, you know, it's almost like I feel like you're going to talk. There's going to be a connection. There might be a couple of delays here and there mm-hmm. before the door totally opens, but that's why I'm getting that it will, though, that you're just kind of needing to be patient with the process. Because once I feel that the door is opened in that way, it's going to come through. But I do think um, that it, it, it just may, like I said, it's almost like a start then there might be a little bit of a feeling of, okay, that opened, but now it's not necessarily going exactly where I thought it was, and then it it opens again in another month or two. So it's all like a timing thing, but you're on the right track. Okay. Well, okay. and then then the other thing is, see, our best, one of our, well, it's his best friend and my good friend, too. Um, my good friend is going to do the father-daughter dance with my daughter, Right. And because, you know, her dad's not going to be there. So, um, you know, this guy always calls himself, you know, hey, I'm Pop and all this kind of stuff. And right. my daughter will call him up and say, hey, Dad. And, you know, there's another side there. This guy that offers, he does not dance. And he's so right. afraid of everybody making fun of him. But he said he's going to do this for my daughter. So that's, my that's idea thing. was right. for the guy that I liked Hey, right. we can't make fun of Mark. Come on, after we, after the father-daughter dance, let's all go out and dance. Let's all go out and right. show dance. Perfect. See what I mean? You, you're right Thank on you. track with it. See, this is how you kind of tap into the fox energy in a good way. Listen, we all we all manipulate. <laughs> we just think that word is a bad word. We just to be kind of creative about it. You know what I mean? In that sense, where it's fun yeah. and it's beneficial for all. So absolutely trust your your instinct and your impulses on this. It's leading you in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you for calling in, and uh, let us know how it goes, all right? I sure will. Have a great day. You too. Cheers. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. So, yeah, if you don't get your thing answered today, at least we got a little insight from there. I'm going to take one more caller real quick here. we got about four or five minutes. Welcome, 484, to Snake Oil Radio. Who are we chatting with today? Hi, this is uh, Antoinette calling you. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. What's your question? Um, I have a love relationship question. Okay. Um, My question is, um, I kind of 
I kind of started a little bit of an argument, which turned into a big blowout two and a half weeks ago with the man that I had been seeing and dating for over a year. And it was because he's dating other people that he was kind of hiding from me that I kind of found out and he kind of did not admit it to me. And even with the big out, he still didn't kind of admit it to me, but I, you know, am not a happy camper, and um, I changed my phone number to show him that I mean business. So my question to you is, the ball's in his court now. Is he going to man up and come to my door or, or send me an email and want to work things out and want a committed relationship? Or is this completely over? Over and done, and that's it. I'm never going to hear from him. Right. You know what? I think, you know, it's interesting because I pulled the totem animal for you, and it came up dog reversed, which is totally what you're talking about here. So i got to kind of talk quick because we don't have that much time, but at least I want to get some insight in for you real quick here. So okay. what I'm, I'm hearing is it feels to me like I, I'm getting, like, it's almost like a halfway thing. I think you're going to hear from him at some level so like the question of manning up is very debatable to me because what I'm getting intuitively is I think you may hear something from him and actually talk with him, but I just keep getting a feeling like he won't own what he did at some level, that he's like either not talking about it or avoiding it or he's not necessarily owning it, and I, I think that's going to piss you off. That well, yeah, he's almost because, like, because we've, we've, been, we've been in this boat before and – when we make up, we really don't talk about things. We kind of just go with the flow and move forward. Now, my question to you is, when is he going to initiate contact? Because I'm not doing nothing. I'm not even bothering him. So no, when is he I, I wouldn't. It's kind of right. No way. I actually, so I, when, I think you're going to hear something. I actually think you're going to hear something within the next two weeks so that you're going to run across him. I keep getting a pull that something is coming out of this, but I will, I mean, as directly as I can say, I don't think you're going to be thrilled with the answer. I, well, I just my, don't think so. My, my whole thing is, why would he be bothering me to contact me for? Does he want to get back together? Does he want to still date me? What, what, what is the, you know what, what is the, it's, Right. It's like, you know what, the image that I get of him when you bring it up is it's like I see a person with one foot in the door and and, and one foot out. So he's interested at one level, but he's not fully uh, commitment-oriented at this point in the game. Right. So my my question is, why don't he just leave it alone? I mean, it's it's broken up now, just leave it alone, leave me alone. Why why would he come back here? It's just because he's still... Right. It's because there's a part of him that's still attracted to you, but he can't commit, and he's got all kinds of issues around it. So my advice is going to be, you know, I think you should be moving in another direction. And I think that's what you're no, – no matter what he offers. It's like he's offering, you know, he's offering crumbs, and that's what I think is, is really hitting you instinctively. So release it. I've got to, I got to, I got to finish this up here because they're going to cut us off. So yeah, I think you know, we can forgive it, release it, don't expect much out of it, and move in another direction. There are better things waiting for you. Okay. Okay. 
fabulous. Thank you. All right. You. I wish I had more time because I can go on about this, but I appreciate your call. Maybe we'll catch on another show and see where things develop. All right, Dylan? Okay. Thank you. Have a nice night. You're welcome, sweetie. Uh, we could run out of timer. Okay, quick answer to Lachey asking a question in the chat room. She's saying, I'm going to make up artistry school this December. This is one creative outlet I want to explore. In the meantime, look for employment studies, so what do you see for me? I actually am hearing something about an opportunity in September for you, Lachey. Um, I don't think it's necessarily perfect or ideal in that way. It just feels like an opportunity. But I want you to check it out because I, I get a real strong feeling that it's a start in the right direction. Um, I just I keep seeing something where like the pay is low or there's something about the way you have to do that that's probably going to be a little bit frustrating to Lachey. But check it out. It's it's a step in the right direction. And then I'm getting a very strong feeling about February of 2014 where you're kind of lapsing into something that really clicks for you. But you guys are saying you kind of got to do the starter thing. Okay, quick answer to your question. Uh, all right, they're, they're cutting me off on our show here. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the calls. Thanks for tuning in. If you're not already getting my monthly column, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com to get added to the mailing list. And if you want to check out a personal session, go to JimVentura.com, and you can get some info there. And uh, thank you for the calls. Thank you for the question, Lachey. Uh, this 45-minute show went by like lightning today. All right, I'll be back here next week for my interview show. A very interesting person will be interviewing, um, and she'll be taking calls too. You can ask her intuitive questions as well, and uh, we'll be doing that next week. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. Have an awesome evening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. <laughs>